This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 53. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you can. Hey, and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one affectionate minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Ron Richards, and I showed great restraint there. And with me is Josh Flanagan. You did. I did. did. And uh, sitting in for the good Mr. Connor Kilpatrick is our special guest, Chris Radke of Geek.com. How are you doing, Chris? 
Hello, everybody. It's welcome, nice to be back. Welcome back. You know that Chris is from Long Island? <laughs> <laughs> strong Island to you, pal. Yeah, strong hey, Island represent. Hey, hey. Born, in Rockville, born in Rockville Center in 1977. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but then you, la- you left. You left. I had no choice. <laughs> I had choice. I had parents. I was two. Anyway, so, uh, so this minute starts with Karen uh, showing her appreciation for Henry, giving her a little bit of money. And uh, it ends with... She made him a nice breakfast. She did. And then uh, Tommy arriving to a party. So I guess we start off with the, with the, with the intimacy. As, as Henry has given Karen the money she asked for, and then she reciprocates. Here's one of the great marriage tips of all time. Carry a lot of cash. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, I haven't really tried this. I've been married for 10 years, yeah. and I'm thinking I should maybe carry some more cash. Tomorrow morning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk out the door and be like, Honey, uh, you, do you need some money? Are you good? Do you need some money? So, so Chris, I think about four singles <laughs> rattling a cup of change. <laughs> so, Chris, so Chris, yesterday you had, you kind of herald this as being the great one of the greatest minutes. Is this why? Is because of the the, the... it starts with a blowjob <laughs> and then it cuts to the the, the bar and it's yeah. and there's no there's like very few words of that are of consequence, you know. And it's really it's just a really surreal minute. Yeah. Because it's it's the end gag from gag from the uh, from the, <laughs> the last one, um, but it's it's also you know and then it sets up the next scene. So it's one of those awkward minutes. It's definitely like the 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 blowjob is you know, the implied blowjob, and I'm sorry if my parents are listening. No, she's actually he dropped some of the money and she's going down to pick it. Yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened. Yes, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, Oops, that that really money. that really marks the end of Act One. I think. Well, we we have been talking this this entire time, these entire fifty two yeah. plus minutes, yeah, about how we have been in this consequence-free golden age part of the movie. Everything is wonderful. Yeah. The music, it changes. And then as we cut to the exterior of the suite, we're given a new date. Yeah. We changed decades. It's no longer right. the 60s. It's now 1970. Wait, before we move on to the transition, to go back to the kitchen? Oh, yeah, I got something about the kitchen. Go on. At, go on. at yeah. this point, they have two children, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, where are the kids? They're little. They're little? Are they in the room? They're being quiet while mommy and daddy talk in the kitchen? Yeah, it's exactly. the late 60s, you know? It's a different time. <laughs> okay, that's my... That was Free my love only, era. Where are the children? Where are the children? Are they, well, it just goes thing. back If there's the a thing, child the that kid... shows its head in that room, they're going to they're gonna be like, get in their room! Yeah. You know, get on with what they were doing. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! And the kids, as we pointed out earlier, the kids are inconsequential to the story. And right. they're, they, they exist, but... They're, 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 they might as well be props. Right. They right. are. Yeah, they, in fact, they are. <laughs> But yeah, no. This is it's it, this is the end of Act One and kind of all the setup. And now you're basically leading into, you know, here's the unhinged insanity and the depravity of all these these horrible horrible individuals and the things that they do. So the, yeah, like this, wear berets to the bar. Oh, don't get me started. But so this <laughs> is the other team. so this is the signpost in that this is you know like uh, you know the movie opened with them driving in the car in the parkway and then they open you know they they open the the trunk and yeah. all that, and. Now, like we are, ca- we're very close to catching up to that moment. In fact, we're not quite there yet, but this is the road to that, and this is the this is the beginning of Act Two. And like, and what I think is that like the 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 shot of the sweet lounge and the the t- the 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 credits, June eleventh, nineteen seventy, Queens, New York. They he holds it for what seems like an eternity. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and and I think that you know that's well intended because this is a chapter break. You know, just so so good. Probably a good point to talk about the song in this in the scene. 
because uh, there's two great. What is the song? Yeah, it's two great cuts on this song, which I think is really interesting. Like it's a cut from the kitchen into there, and then then another cut, which yep. is like the song. It's great for that. Yeah, because because the, so the song is called "He Sure the Boy I Love," and it's by the Crystals, and uh, the Crystals are yet another girl group that Phil Spector produced, uh, discovered, we, and produced, and worked with. Have we had the Crystals in the movie so far? Or no. I th- I, let me check. I feel like. Yeah, we have. Uh, they also did "Then He Kissed Me." Which, yeah, okay, yeah, which yeah. is the Copa scene, which, right? Which has been in my head well, for a, a long time. It's a good song. But uh, that, oh, that drum beat. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, so He Sure the Boy I Love is by the Crystals. It reached number 11 on the charts. And what's interesting is that the beginning of this song is very kind of quiet and, and I don't know how you describe it, not dreamy, but kind of, you know, like brooding. And it, it, and it has a, uh, a monologue. And that monologue is actually Darlene Love. Who is another one of the uh, Phil Spector, pro- you know, kind of produced proteges, and so she's the one, and she sings on this track, and she does the opening monologue. And you're right, Josh. The cuts is like it's that that the ooh, the doo wop kind of ooh as they're doing the monologue, the and preamble. then it cuts in, it cuts into the the doo wop part right when the scene cuts, and it just it layers in perfectly. Well, you know, you got to give Phil Spector this. I mean, sure, he's a murderer, but he really produced a nice soundtrack for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, genius comes with a price. Yeah, and the price is death. <laughs> the price is death. But uh, but yeah. So it's. It, I just love. I just love the crystals. I love all the Phil Spector songs. I. I, I well, it's per- just amazing how yeah. the music in this movie is. The way you know the music is actually edited to fit you know the scenes and it's bits and pieces that that work and that'll tell tell a story. I mean, I'm jumping ahead to the end, but with the whole Layla thing, with part the part that you hear and it's all, it's it's incredible. He's a pretty good director. I think he, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be he's gonna make it. I think he's gonna be, he's yeah. gonna be all right. Yeah, specifically, <laughs> some would say he might even have a talent for putting popular music in film. <laughs> you know, I've seen a couple of his movies, and he pick, has some good songs in those movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, yes, so, so this establishing shot, as we see, is the Sweet Nightclub, and you might, uh, if you listen, was it la- last week, a couple weeks ago, Josh, when we referenced in Maury's Wig Shop commercials, uh, oh, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a next to the Sweet Nightclub, so this is the Sweet Nightclub. So next this, to Maury's Wig Shop. Next to Maury's Wig Shop, indeed. So Henry Hill did, in fact, in real life, own a nightclub called The Suite. It was located on Queens Boulevard in Forest Hills, and would have, which would have put it right in the same neighborhood as Maury's Wig Shop, or for men-only salon. And what's interesting is that uh, Henry was able to come to ownership of this through the, the guy who owned it had a bad deal. He needed help. So Henry came in and it was one of those ca- similar to the Bamboo Lounge where Henry would come in as an owner, but the other guy would run it. It was such a nice place that Paul Vario, Paulie, said he didn't want any of the crew to hang out there because they didn't want it to become tainted like their other places, like as it being a mob hangout. They wanted it was off limits for a little while. Sure enough, that didn't last. And this the suite ended up being a place where everybody ended up at the end of the night, you know, like at two, three in the morning, they'd hang out after they'd they'd done their evenings. Now, two other quick notes. This location is not the sweet nightclub in real real life. It is actually the Lido Cabaret. Or it was formerly known as the Spartan Restaurant on Grand Avenue at 73rd Place in Maspeth, Queens. And uh, if you drive by it, the building is still the same, although they changed the uh, the outside of it. But you can still recognize the building. Technically Queens, but that's really edge Long Island Queens. Mass- the Nassau. Yeah. Or the yeah. Suffolk, yeah. Nassau. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. no man's land there. You don't really know where it ends and begins, yeah. I've, I've always noticed. So now the last bit on the location is that uh, – so as we cut from the exterior, we see that the place is decorated for a party – 
And we're going to later find out that this is the party for Billy Bats, who has just gotten out of prison. In reality, this party, that this scene, did not happen at the suite. This party actually happened at Robert's Nightclub, which was a nightclub owned by Jimmy, that was located on Lefferts Boulevard in South Ozone Park. So I thought that was interesting. You get a nightclub. Yeah. You get a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to my nightclub and your nightclub. But yeah, no. So what, so what happened was is that that the the whole and we're gonna talk more about what happens with Billy Bats as the episodes go on, as it makes sense. But the events of this evening in the movie are condensed to happen in one night at this one nightclub. When in reality, it started at Roberts and ended at the suite like three weeks later. So I, just, ah, I, I thought that was interesting. It go. is interesting. You know what's awesome is is, is I, the the glimpse of who Bats's friends are now that he's out. He's like, there's the groovy guy with the turtleneck. Oh, and then there's the dude with the beret, and he's it's like Bats has got this kind of art scene hanging on the, the thing that he's going on with, and he, maybe he's, he you know he met some more progressive folks in prison. I think that's it. I like the I like the turtleneck with the necklace over it. The tur- oh. the turtleneck guy with the necklace and the beard I have hated since the first time I saw this movie <laughs> because if you ask me, this guy represents the seventies. Like that is such a seventies look that and and part and of he me was early with it and part of me is scared that it might be the look that I sported in the seventies. I don't know, but I really hope that I would know better than to do that beard and turtleneck necklace combination. Little two and a half year old Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my medallion? So since we mentioned him, a quick little background on those guys. So the guy with the beret is John Chacha Chiarchia. Chiarcha. I think you're saying that wrong. Exactly. Okay. He also appeared in Hoffa and, of course, The Sopranos, right? So no right. big deal. But the bearded guy is Vito Picone, who was in the band The Elegance, who recorded the hit song Little Star, which was also <laughs> in the pilot of The Sopranos. And this is his only acting role ever. He's from Staten Island. This is the only movie he's ever appeared in. But he was in a legendary doo-wop band. And that's and so Marty's like, let's get Vic. Well, let's get Vito. Sorry, let's get Vito. Exactly. We know Vito. <laughs> that's nice. Isn't that's nice? nice. Yeah. And I saw recently on Staten Island that Vito and the other guys from The Elegance got back together recently and performed. So there you go. Vito's still doing it. Hey, it's Vito. Are you doing anything? <laughs> Vito, what are you doing? I'm making a movie. Come on over. <laughs> Wear that nice turtleneck and the medallion. <laughs> oh, God. But I also like how uh, apparently when you rent out the sweet nightclub, they just let you go to town on decorations. Well, yes. I mean, well, Henry, did they nightclub. rent it? I mean, I'm, I'm, no, no money's changing hands there. Yeah, it's no, but no, nobody else is there. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. Bats and his friends and Henry and Jimmy and another guy who we'll talk about tomorrow uh, and the bartender. There's nobody else. A bunch of there. Irish hooligans. Yeah, exactly. So clearly, yeah, There's only one Irishman there. <laughs> uh, it's a rager is what they got going on there yeah, I exactly. think if, if I just got out of prison I'm having a party maybe more than six guys well he, I mean he's been he's been away for I don't know if you heard but he's been away for a long time <laughs> he just Not wanted yet. his close friends yeah, yeah. his artist uh, his artist friends and it could still be early it could still be early it's yeah. true yeah. But, by the way the uh, the Frank Vincent have a drink count is four for this minute it's how many That's times true. he drinks it's how many times he implores others to have a drink. Oh, yeah, okay. he's really kind of hung up on that. He really yeah. wants them to. Yeah. I was hoping that in the ensuing minutes there would be more, and then we would get up to many more, but it was just four. So, and that's Billy Bats played by Frank Vincent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I like, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the, the, way that you, the way that you say what kind of actor he is, like, you, you understand <laughs> it, you know? He is, he is the, when you look at all of the, the Italian American. Character actors who play 
members of organized crime. He is like that guy cannot play anything but. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. like everyone, like I mean, like <laughs> Dennis Farina once in a while would do something, you know, a little off off kilter. But forget it. This yeah. guy is is with that face. And that was the line in Sopranos when it, the last season when Tony's was like, oh, that you know, and they try to describe him. He's like, oh, you know, with, with that stupid face because he's yeah. got that that he looks like a fucking hammerhead. Yeah. <laughs> he does. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna we're gonna go deep on we're gonna go deep on Frank Vincent on Friday. So uh, yeah, but we're we're talk about his storied career Ugh. playing to type. Uh, exactly, <laughs> but uh, but I like I like when when he when he wishes the Irish hoodlums down at the end of the bar a drink. We noticed I noticed that uh, Jimmy is wearing a purple suit jacket that could only be worn by the Joker. <laughs> right, it is that is that is a shade of purple. It was a lot easier to get Joker type clothes back then <laughs> and get away with it. Yeah. You're coming into the middle of the end of flower power and into whatever they had decided what the 70s were yet. Yeah, people were not afraid of color. They were not af- afraid of 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 multiple buttons. I mean, look at the collar on on Bats's shirt. Yep. Well, he's old school. Yeah. The theory that we had about those shirts is that they work as sort of a signal to other males in the group and the closer and further down the edges of the of the lapel are is where they stand in the group. And so you'll notice that his is very long and very close. Right. Indicating that he's an alpha male in the group. As far as... And it's it's all still following protocol on this. There's, there's mm. no... And there's no one else. Yeah, he's the only it. one that's wearing that who has his collar like that. Well, the thing is, they all stopped doing it, but he doesn't know he's been away a long time. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Did Pesci have one on? No. Tommy does arrive, and he's wearing a traditional uh, pointy collar. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough indeed. All right, well, there's lots more to talk about in in this scene, but it's going to come up tomorrow. Uh, do you guys have any other notes for this minute? Or it, it, it's no, no, but it really is like this is a this is this is hugely pivotal. I think uh, Chris had that right, and and because of that, like there's a lot of exciting things coming, and so it's be a lot of fun. <laughs> it'll be a lot, a lot of fun. All right. Yes, cool, and, and specifically uh, the guy in the hat sitting with Jimmy and Henry. But uh, I've got notes on that for tomorrow. There's a tease for you. There's a tease. Yeah, the guy in the hat. I t- that that was that, that, that was that was an adventure looking up that guy. But all right, so, uh, so that sums it up for minute fifty three. Uh, <laughs> I got a good question for tomorrow. Yeah. I'll save it. <laughs> good. Tune in tomorrow for minute fifty four. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Goodfellas Min or on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. And you can find all of our episodes at GoodfellasMinute.com. And if you want to support the show, if you want to keep these podcasts downloading. Uh, help us keep our servers alive and go to goodfellasminute.com slash support where you can shop via Amazon or you can go to Patreon and you can support the show directly. We appreciate everybody. And in fact, we're going to highlight one of our patrons on Friday's episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, if you've got any questions or anything to note, you can email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com and listen to the crystals. They're awesome. We'll see you tomorrow. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is on.